Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns, and enjoy this shit show. I'm here with Crow. Sometimes a unicorn shits out a rainbow. Other times it's only poo. <laughs> oh, that was good. Is this the musical episode? Yeah, you threw me. <laughs> oh my God, I hope not. Because I can't sing and, well, you think you can. <laughs> that was beautiful. What are you talking about? Okay, so I'm going to be using my uh, my best ASMR voice here because yeah. I need you to be calm. <laughs> All right. Okay. Because we were gonna, we said last time we were gonna talk about the Roseanne thing. Okay, yeah, you you seem to think I'm gonna flip out over this. Huh? I'm I'm worried where you're going with this. Okay, well let's just get into it. All right. <laughs> I think she should have been canned the second she said it. Uh, remind me again exactly what she said. She said something about uh, was it Valerie? Oh Jarrett? yeah, yeah, yeah. So Valerie Jarrett looks like the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. Okay, yep. And what did Valerie Jarrett used to do for a little? She was, like, she was like she was like Obama's um, right hand woman. She was there for everything. She was basically his uh, his spirit animal. <laughs> she was basically there, like his man Friday. Yeah, yeah. his Alfred, his yeah. Jarvis. Well, uh, she was like uh, she was just she actually when they left the White House when when their uh, when Obama, the Obamas were out of the White House when Trump finally took over she actually moved into their house with wait, them. Wait, Trump took over? Yeah, Trump won, bitches. Um. Yeah, she actually moved in to them with, with them. I mean, she's like very much part of their life. So, so Roseanne said that, and ABC fired her within like hours. Okay, I just shit canned her too. Why? Okay, but hang on. All right. So Samantha B comes out and says, and she is. She has that full frontal show. I thought it was on Comedy Central. Um, so it's like a daily show, but it's like, yeah, but she gets a little more edgy because, you know, she used to to work on the daily, well, she's on TBS. So, you know, well, Hey, look, there's more people watching TBS and listening to this show. So who am I to say? But, um, but everybody who leaves the daily show has to get a little more controversial. Like Stephen Colbert had to play a character and because you can't just do the daily show over. Um, anyway, she said she called Ivanka Trump, who is. By many accounts, a very, very nice person. She doesn't strike. I don't think she strikes anybody as like super controversial. Um, she called her a feckless cunt. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, TBS didn't fire her for it. And you know what? I don't think she should have been fired. So I will say I would have fired Roseanne in a heartbeat and not fired Samantha B. Uh, is this have anything to do with the race or no? Well, I think Roseanne got fired over race. Right, but for you, why you wouldn't you'd fire Roseanne because her comments were racially charged and no. Samantha Bees weren't? Or no. okay, so tell me why. No. You can't figure it out? No. Because I'm not a hypocrite. If I was a company uh, um employing either one of them and they said something like that, um I would be concerned that uh they're gonna ruin my brand, so I possibly would think about firing both of them. 
Right. right. But as I've said many times before, I am a diehard capitalist. If I have a religion, it's capitalism. And I think ABC looked at it and said, we're going to take way too much shit over this, regardless of what she said. So take a race, racial comment or any connotation out of it. Just say that's gone. Okay. I think they just did the viewer to income calculus and said, I think we're going to pay for this. So let's get rid of her. I think TBS did that same thing with Samantha B and decided to keep her. Okay. Right, because they're, that most of the audience would agree with her. Maybe. And so they wouldn't really lose anything. So- I don't know. I don't care. I think maybe maybe ABC thought most of their audience wouldn't agree with her. Maybe they maybe they thought they did and they just didn't want to deal with it. Maybe Roseanne is a terrible person and this was an excuse for them to get rid of her. Maybe Samantha B has goat pictures of the people who run TBS. I don't know. But I think for me, I take all of the political stuff out of it because I believe capitalism fixes everything. And so if these if these people made a decision based on capitalistic ideas, which I'm willing to say they did, right? You can agree or disagree, but that's what I think they did. Even it's like free speech. Even when people say stupid shit that I don't like, I have to defend it. Give a right to you have a right to speak and say those things. And they did exactly that. I'm not getting, I don't, it still doesn't sound consistent to me then what you're saying. Uh, if you, if you believe that it was good that Roseanne was fired, I right? Did, I, I did not say I that. I thought you said that. So no. what do you, okay. I, it's okay. I would have fired, fired her. her. Okay. You would have fired her if right. you were in the position of her bosses. Right. But you would not have fired Samantha B if you were in the position of being her boss. Right. I don't understand your thought process. Well, you that. alluded to it. I think mainstream ABC viewers can go either way. They can be liberals. They can be conservatives. I mean, the fact that Tim Allen's show, which is coming back, by the way, Last Man Standing, it's coming back. Yeah, was, they canceled it at the height of its ratings and popularity. Yeah, like season four. Oh. Um, the idea that they canceled that show that was so popular means they probably have a fairly large conservative audience, right? I don't know what percentage of it is. I'm going to guess it's not half, but let's just say it is because the, the country's roughly half. Okay. It's a mainstream show on prime time. It had a lot of viewers. Roseanne was the same way, had a lot of viewers, but it's just as likely that because that's a major broadcast show that it's 50% one, 50% the other. And they just said the juice isn't worth the squeeze. We're getting rid of her. Okay. In that situation, not knowing what it takes to be a, a, a TV executive, I'm just using my own little bubble here and saying, on that math, I'd have gotten rid of her too. On the Samantha B thing, she's got a late night show that it's basically, I'm going to guess, people who followed her from Comedy Central to The Daily Show to whatever and are watching her no-name show on an obscure channel late at night probably loved Samantha B. probably loved the feckless cunt comment. Right. And the fact is that they're the way, the way they, um, the, the income for them is different too. Like the, the advertising is a big deal on the networks, whereas the cable are, you know, the big networks, whereas cable networks have a different way of, of, you know, they're subscription based. Right. So they don't, I mean, they get network sponsors, right. 
but that's not something that they're totally reliant on. Is for that, who? For like a for like a cable show as opposed to a network show. Like network shows are totally reliant on advertising. Yeah, but I think TBS is a network show. I think TBS. Is and but isn't that TNT part of a cable or... like a cable package that uh, don't they get? Uh, I could be wrong. Yeah, but I I mean maybe technically yes, but I think you. But maybe they have that. There's a little more leeway for them to you know when it comes if they're going to lose some advertisers. Oh, yeah, there's, there's more leeway for them than there more, is for like a CBS or an ABC or. There's probably more leeway, right. but I'm just thinking that everybody who wants to watch Samantha B. Yeah. It's harder to find her. You went looking for her. Um, you went looking for her show and yeah. found it. Whereas yeah. Ro- Roseanne's show is just, I mean, you turn on the TV and it's one of the basic channels you're going to get. Right. And yeah. everybody's talking about Roseanne. Roseanne saying something controversial is not news. Samantha B has to say something that's just out of bounds of good taste and civility to even get noticed. Which which did. <laughs> yeah, it did. So I'm thinking, I'm guessing, just throwing numbers out here, I'm guessing 85% of Samantha B's audience is right on, girl, and the other 15% are watching to be outraged. Yeah. There are conservatives watching to go, God, I want to hate her. Oh, no, I can. You know. Yeah, I guess I'm not, I wouldn't want her, I wouldn't want, like, screeching boycotts of her show or... or I, I mean, I, if if I found out there was advertisers that were promoting her show, and and I, and I thought she was saying things consistently that I just thought were really off putting, I would probably consider not using those advertisers' products. But I don't know if I'd go so far as to say, well, you know, we should boycott everything. I, I'm not a big fan of boycotts either. So no, because and I think because you're a conservative. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I say that because I think I think. Conservatives in general turn off rather than go over the top and say we got to boycott that. Yeah, well, that's why we don't you don't see massive conservative protests like you do with. Well, you get this sort of Sean Hannity nuts who decide they want to smash their Keurigs up, which they don't understand is great for Keurigs. So yeah, but yeah, no, uh, I don't know. I what Roseanne said was you know it wasn't funny. It wasn't particularly funny. It was kind of it didn't quite make sense. Just the structure of the comment of the of the tweet didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, she was trying to be a, a funny. Um, it fell flat. She apologized almost immediately and took the tweet down, like almost immediately. Um, and I think they knew what they were getting with her. She said some really crazy shit. I mean, a lot of crazy shit in the past. I've I never really liked Roseanne. Never I never liked the original show. I was young when it came out. Didn't I? Just didn't click with me. It wasn't my kind of thing. Um, I've seen her do and say some crazy shit. She did that uh, uh, singing the national, an- screeching the national anthem. She flipped at, off the crowd. Flipping off the crowd and grabbing her crotch and, you know, spitting and thinking it's funny. And I'm like, even when I was young and I saw that, I'm like, Dad, this is, this is bad. This is, this is a person that I just, I just don't think is funny and I don't think there's anything I like about her. So I've never liked her. The only thing I liked about her was when recently she was going after Kimmel about you know, he was like, oh, you used to be a liberal and now you're a conservative. And she goes, yeah, I can change my mind. But she was saying, I think she might have even said he's so far up his own ass that yeah. he just can't. And I liked that part about her. Not not necessarily that she was like a Trump supporter, because I've said before, I'm a I'm a real lukewarm Trump supporter. Yeah. But that she was saying to Kimmel, you're living in you know, Los Angeles and you're telling yourself you're a smart person and you're not even, 
You're not even thinking for yourself. Yeah, I'm sure she says probably says things I've agreed with or says things or has opinions. But I've yeah, aside with. from that, she's I... crazy, and she says some real crazy <laughs> shit. She's a yeah. real tinfoil tinfoil hat kind of. She's she she actually said that the she I was a nine eleven nine eleven truther. You know that the our government took down the buildings and um, she said some other real wacky shit. She's a she's like an avowed communist socialist. I mean, she's really she's weird, and I think she's a little bit just off kilter. She's not quite all there. Thinks you know, like those, you know, just any kind of people in the entertainment business are sometimes a little off. But she's, she's, she's not. Doesn't seem like a decent person to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really want to. I don't want to judge her on whether or not she's a decent person. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I can get. She the strikes me as not. She strikes me as somebody I don't think I'd want to hang around. No, that's what I get. I mean, it, you can say that. Then you can say she probably, if she's somebody that strikes you as somebody that you probably wouldn't want to hang out with, she's probably not what you would consider a decent person. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm not saying she's not, I'm just saying that's the impression I get. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not upset. She, her show was canceled. I thought, and what I, from what I heard, it was kind of like a pandering kind of thing that was happening with that show. Anyway, that's what I, from what I understand. I, I have never watched an episode of that. I haven't either, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I think I've seen 10 minute snippets or something. I could never stand it. Well, I heard the last episode, maybe not the last one, but the one before was basically, um, uh, like a pro um, Muslim immigrant episode where the neighbor was, she was being racist or being bigoted towards her Muslim neighbor. And, and then the Muslim neighbor was telling her about how life is, it was basically one of those, it was, it was the, it wasn't what you'd expect from a rah, rah Trump show. It was them kind of leading, leading from the Trump rah, rah Trump stuff. And then going, okay, now we're going to put this, you know, this other, you know, leftist kind of propaganda within it. Now I could be wrong because I didn't watch it. So that's that's what I heard at least. There's two things that really surprised me about this. First, I am surprised at the hypocrisy of some conservatives to say, well, Roseanne got fired, so Samantha B should be fired. If you're saying Roseanne was a bad decision, you know, and she shouldn't have been fired, saying that Samantha B should be fired too is just another bad decision. I, I think mostly people saying that they they're not they're pointing out hypocrisy or trying to point out hypocrisy but that's they're all. They're not seeing their own. Right. But, but they some of them are being like it's like being facetious. You're like you're like, well, you know, give them, you know, stick them with what they're give them a taste of their own medicine. Call for somebody else's firing even though I don't really believe she should be fired just to point out their hypocrisy. I think that's kind of the attitude. Yeah, I think Samantha B should be able to say all the stupid shit I think she wants. that's the whole fucking point of the First her, Amendment. Yeah, and her boss And they go, well, should, the First Amendment is for government not to... No, it's... The, it's her boss the, should feel free to fire her if we want pe- to. People say the First Amendment doesn't... It only is in government. It has nothing to do with private company. I'm like, yeah, I get that, but it's a principle. Do they say it like that? They say it just like that. <laughs> but when they say that, it pisses me off because it's like I'm not talking just specifically about the legal aspect of the First Amendment. I'm talking about the principle of the First Amendment, which should be... Something that you, everybody in in America should uh, understand that it's it's part of our like DNA as a country to have freedom of speech, especially the speech you don't fucking like. Oh, you're stealing my line! Damn you! <laughs> I, Sometimes I, I say something that makes sense. Yeah, Sometimes. but you're stealing from me, so it doesn't even count. <laughs> I I have, I mean, you know, through gaming and all that stuff, you know, online games and stuff, you meet people from Europe and other places, and they're like. Why are you Americans always so brash and everything? And, and you know, it's like, why do you have to be like that? And you're like, because that's who we are. Why the fuck are you guys like how you are? You know, the reason I believe that we love our, you know, our free speech and our fast food and our big guns and all that shit is this country was made of people 
who came from other places and said, I don't like how it was everywhere else. I just want to fucking do it my own way. Yeah. And I think that is literally in the DNA of a lot of people. If you're, if your personality is determined more by your genes than your environment and scientists are saying it is, um, you can look that up. I'm not going to cite anything right now. Um, scientists are saying it is then if you're the offspring of people who've come here from somewhere else, cause it, then you're going to be more like that. Yeah. And that's why we're brash and want to do it our way. Cause that's who fucking lives here. Yeah. You, you know? want to be able to speak your mind. You want to be able to pr- protect your family. You don't want to rely on somebody else because you know that, that you won't be protected if you rely on somebody else. Um, that attitude is part of what we are and it's freedom of speech is, I mean, that's a, a big part of it. <laughs> we don't, we don't, when someone says something we don't like, we go, my good man, I'm in your argument, ostentatious and supercilious. We say, fuck you, you pussy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and yeah, that's, I, I mentioned civility and good taste earlier. Yeah. And that is a violation, I admit. I will acknowledge my own hypocrisy on that. But I'm not speaking literally. I'm saying, you know, Tom Rhodes, a comedian, has a great line about that. He said, He's talking about gun violence and how many people died in other countries. And you know, it's all in single digits and everything. This is back in the early 90s. He says the United States was like 25,000 people. And he goes, so either that means, uh, um, you know, we just have a lot more people getting shot here. Or he goes, we're a lot less tolerant of bullshit. Yeah, I like that. So, I, yeah, he's, he's a funny guy. Uh, the other thing that surprised me about this Roseanne thing was, why didn't she do the, hey, I'm a comedian. I'm just being funny. Uh, because comedians do that shit all the time. Kathy Griffith did it I with think, the severed head. I think she actually even realized that it wasn't funny. Right. No, I get that. I don't think anybody really thought it was. I I think that's the defense that a lot of people could use. And I think she'd even get, you know, a lot of the sort of lefty comedians. Now you, you know especially what, men. You, you know what is funny, and and I'm going to be called a racist for this. Now you that call the racist all the time. Now that that has happened, now that yeah. she said that, there's been a meme going out there of a side by side picture of Valerie Jared and one of the females from Planet of the Apes, and they look eerily similar. Now the thing about that is, is people have called George Bush an, uh, a monkey, and they've drawn little characters of him with those big ears and his monkey face, yeah, and and made fun of him for being a little monkey or looking like a monkey. Uh, and I get that because Valerie Jarrett's black or, or partially black. She's very, um, I think she's a mixed race. Of, she's black. They call yeah, her black. I think she but, was born in Iran. Right. So she's got. But her dad is. Yeah. So I her mean, dad's black. Right. So um, so that, that fact colors, uh, no pun intended, um, the, the joke or colors the commentary. So it, it changes it because she is black and there's some kind of, there's a history of, of uh, racists in the. Um, and, you know, equating black people with monkeys, right? Yeah. So, but, but the thing is, you can still say, um, you know, that person looks like a monkey or whatever and, and not mean it racially, you know? Yeah. You, you can do that because people do that for other, for white people or for any race. But I can understand that, yeah, I mean, it just looks bad, even if you didn't mean it that way. Um, you're, it, it, it's got that racial component to it that, yeah, it's unnecessary, but I I admit I laughed when I saw the side by side because it was pretty fucking close. I did hear someone say, and you know, I'll admit like if you call, 
you know, like a big stupid black guy or a big stupid white guy. Look, you big dumb ape. Yeah. You know, you're meaning, you know, a big bruising sort of. Well, what's an idiot? You're an yeah, idiot. An animal, yeah. Low intelligence, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And I admit, I I understand that the white guy and the black guy will take that totally different ways. I get that. But that's on them. That's not on me. But uh, I did hear someone at a local radio station call-in show say, okay, here's here's just my question. If If liberals say we descended from apes. How come they're mad when we compare one of them to them? Yeah. And I, I mean, that person was saying, "I'm, I understand right. the racial tone, but it, it is kind of funny the reasoning you're." I mean, let's be honest, because because specifically, there, uh, there are traits that black people have that are more comparable to an ape than white people. We have light skin; black people have darker skin. Generally speaking, um, um, chimps and apes have darker skin. Okay, come on. That's, I mean, that's that's a superficial thing that we could say. Okay, there's like a little, or or a, a wide, flat nose with big nostrils. Okay, just just generally speaking, um, most white people have these little pointy, little narrow noses, so they don't have the same the same kind of. Uh, um, you can't say specifically that that person with that narrow nose looks like an ape because probably doesn't. But I'm sorry, we met. Do I know you? Yeah. So I... so no, you can say I, I, it's it's stupid. It's it's a dumb. I can understand why you would say that that's racist to say that because the comparison, if I say, um, I'm, who's a really white guy, very, very white, um, Edgar Jared, Winter, <laughs> Jared Kushner. <laughs> well, careful. You got to be careful because he's, he's Jewish. Aren't oh, they considered okay. to be brown well, people too? Well, we or can on. be? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. Mel Gibson. Um, well, I, the, isn't Edgar Winter the, the rock star is an albino. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, comparing somebody to comparing somebody to an animal, if they look like an animal, um, is not going to be necessarily racist. But I, I can understand if that was used as a racial, um, a derogatory term in the past or in the near past. I guess you you'd be sensitive to it. I guess. Well, isn't it too also that um, too also to be completely redundant? Isn't it? Uh... Edgar Winters, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a tasteless joke on my point. but uh, He looks like a snow monkey. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know you. Um, so, uh, yeah, you totally threw me off. Oh, I think it's the I think it's the Africa thing, too. I think it's... Yeah. I think it's less about appearance and more about, oh, they came from Africa and that's where apes well, came from. And I mean, look at the Black Panther movie. There was the whole tribe of dudes that were basically... The gorillas, ape, that gorilla tribe. God, they were awesome. And they did the ooh, 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 and acted like gorillas. Well, nobody pointed that. <laughs> nobody wanted to point that out. That that. I mean, if if that was created as a as a caricature of a white a white person doing that about an African tribe, that would be considered racist. But yeah, it's true. That is the coolest part about that. Yeah, movie, I mean, they, I they were they were good characters, and I I like the main. I like the the leader of that, that tribe. Dude was, was awesome. He was cool. But yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm even not gonna say that it's not. You can't it, it, even if she doesn't mean didn't mean it to be racist. I totally can understand seeing that as being racist, especially after seeing the side by side. <laughs> I can't help but laugh because she looked like her. Looked like well, like that. you said though, those caricatures of George Bush. I mean, with the big ears. Yeah, you stuff. can do that with almost anybody. Yeah. You, could, you could find a picture like an unflattering picture of anybody, any race, and put them side by side with some animal, and and say. Oh, it looks kind of like that you know you could do that but yeah 
Well, that's all I'm getting to. I don't know. It's that I people just want to be victims, and I just I get tired of it, you know. So yeah, I I, I saw Roseanne show exploding sooner rather than later, and it, it it did, and I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, like I said, I had a can over it. Heartbeat. Yeah. Um, speaking of people who are not victims, uh, we talked a couple podcasts ago about Candace Owens, and you pointed out the uh, video of her on Joe Rogan's show. Mm-hmm. Where they kind of got into it. Yeah, it was a pretty long interview, and they've they've broken it up on YouTube. So if you want to watch it, you just look up Joe Rogan and Candace Owens, and you'll get a lot of like little maybe fifteen twenty. But the climate change thing that they got into the fight over um, was yeah. the last twenty minutes of it. Yeah, and uh, I I don't usually see Joe going after people like that. Yeah, I mean he stayed calm, but he had he had a condescension to him. I saw. That was I usually aggressive. I usually don't see him like that, though. Okay. I when I, I've watched a lot of his podcasts, and I've he was trying his words. His words weren't so much um, like "I'm right and you're wrong," but his 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 demeanor and his body language was pretty much like dismissive and and uh, and kind of you know saying, "Hey, I know this. You don't know that, and you need to stop saying that if you don't know it." You know, I think I can <clears throat> see why. And I don't think he was doing this. I can see why a a woman looking to be offended could totally me too that whole thing. And say, she didn't though. She handled herself. Well, that's the part I, that was great. Here's the thing. I thought she handled herself well until towards the end of it. She started getting. You could tell getting because he kept at her, and he was. She got pretty defensive, and her argument suffered at that point. And I thought she wasn't making a good argument at that point, and she knew it. And she was kind of trying to kind of wind down and, and get away from it. Well, you know, I'm I'm a big well. You can call me a climate change denier. I'm. Uh, I'm. You know, what's funny about climate change is is um, first it was global cooling back in the '70s, then it was global warming, and then they decided well, global warming doesn't work. It's climate change. Now there's a new one. It's not climate change. It's glo- it's global climate disruption. That's what well, they there, call it. There was a thing I saw. Um, Kevin Sorbo, the actor, yeah. who's admitted conservative. Um, but he, uh, he had, um, he was Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Uh, he had this whole thing about, uh, on his website years ago about how the, um, time magazine through the last like five or six decades had said like, and I can't remember exactly what these were, but it was like the sixties, we were going to go through this famine and the seventies was global cooling and the eighties was global warming and, um, you know, the ozone layer depletion was going to kill us all. And that turned out to be bullshit. And I mean, yes, it was expanding, but it naturally opens and closes and, you know, you don't hear about it anymore. And it wasn't because we got, it wasn't because we got of the, get rid of the CFCs. Well, I mean, even like that, that huge crack in that glacier that broke last year. And they said it was like the biggest piece of a glacier. Well, then they, you find out, well, the thing's been breaking for like the last hundred years. Well, and they don't talk about all the ice that's forming too. That's, yeah, because all the sensors for the that that they were putting for ice um, ice uh, depth and all of that stuff were on the were on the one side of the the ice caps instead of the other. And the side the side where they had them was where they get all the warm flow, but all the other stuff on the other side was building. Obviously, up faster. you've read or heard this from one of the fringe scientists. The ninety seven percent they would not have said that. So the, I don't know the guy's name. I don't want to get too far off in the climate change thing. I want to get back to Joe Rogan again, but I forget the guy's name, but he is a physicist from Berkeley, uh, the University of Berkeley. 
And he and his daughter, who's also a physicist, so they climate scientists also, I guess, did this extensive study over years of whether or not the climate was changing and if it was man-made and, you know, what we could do about it. And what they came to the conclusion was the climate is changing and they can't determine if it's man-made at all. Right. And this is a guy who was said he was prepared to find that People were influenced. Ah, he's fringe. So now, and Joe Rogan did this on with uh, yeah. Candace Owens. He said, "Now it's now we're contributing to it." In other words, yes, the climate is changing. We understand that, but you know, we're speeding it up. And look, we've been on this. I've seen this graph before that said if the existence of the Earth was a day, people came into it like in the last thirty seconds of the last minute. You know, so I just I can't believe we've we've affected it that much. You know, now that we, being now said, we, do, we do affect pollution, which is a different issue. Yeah, it's a whole different. Issue. Yeah, I mean, like he acid rain and all that. Kind he of mentions stuff. in there the thing that got him going on it was Candace Owens was talking about how she came about all this stuff, and she goes, "I'm the one reason I love Trump," and she is a Trump lover. Um, she said. Uh, that he was like, you know, it's all about the environment. She goes, I don't care about the environment. We shouldn't care about that. We should care about, you know, what's happening with our country. And Joe Rogan was like, whoa, we shouldn't care about the environment. She's like, well, we should, you know, care about pollution. Yeah, and I, I don't like drop that. trash on the ground. Yeah, yeah, that's how she said it. And so he kind of went off on this whole thing. And I don't want to say bullied her because I, I he did that. He, he didn't. I bully hate her. that term. He, it gets he, used no. so much. But he was aggressive, and he was condescending at certain points. He certainly was, but. One thing I thought was great about it, and I, so I started this thing saying I'm sort of a, I would be labeled as a climate change denier. I'm not saying the climate's not changing. I'm just saying we as people always think we have way more influence on this stuff than we do. Like you said, pollution is a bigger problem for us than us actually changing the climate. Yeah, yeah that's you what know? we should worry about. And that's what uh, true conservationists deal with. Well, and- they deal with on you know, the local level. I'm gonna more stuff. I'm gonna briefly go on another tangent here and rein myself back in. I saw an article, I can't remember where, about six months ago that said there's like eleven percent more greenery on Earth in these areas that hadn't, and they attributed it to the climate getting warmer. <laughs> so in these areas that hadn't been green before because the climate is changing and it's more green, I'm thinking, Well, if that's true, then isn't that a good thing? So yeah. I don't, but Joe Rogan even says he goes, you know, climate change. You want to worry about, you want to worry about uh, something terrible. Worry about global cooling. There's nothing we can do about that. He goes, global warming. You just move farther inland. Yeah. But anyway, it, I wanted to disagree with him. I wanted to say, hey, shut up. I don't like you over this thing. Not, I mean, not him, but his argument. Because I do have a lot of respect for the way the guy argues and. Right. Like I've said before, I think he rides the fence really well. Of I think Joe Rogan is a good example of what America is like. They don't care who marries who, and they want to go out and shoot deer once in a while, you know. Um, but he said, and I thought this was a great point. He said, "Why do you even have an opinion on this?" And I think a lot of women could see that as always oh, dismissing her as a woman. His point was, "You admit you haven't read anything on it. Why are you even having an opinion?" And I have always said, people who don't do any research on a, on a topic, and I'm not saying she didn't do any, but she did say she spent one night 
researching a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's where she kind of started to fall apart in her argument. But I still, I'm still on her side with it, and I understand where she was coming from. I'm on her side with it, but I think he made a good point he, he of did. saying, "Look, why don't you just say, look, I, I don't know." And she goes, "I did say that, didn't I?" He goes, "No, no. you said it's not." And she goes, "What she do you says, say?" I he don't goes, believe in it. He goes, "I don't know." I did think all of his stuff about you know eighty five to one hundred percent of scientists. I mean, well, that, that depends yeah. on who you're. And surveying. him saying, "I don't know," isn't quite. I don't know because yeah, he was pushing back against her statement, which means he was taking that side of it. Well, I agree. The opposite side. So he didn't just, I don't know. He was taking, he was taking a stand on it saying, well, I don't know, but these people seem to know and I'm going to follow them. And why not? Because that's better than not. What if the, well, the consequences on both sides of it are bad because even if we did, let's say we conceded that man-made um, climate change was something that was real. Us being in the Paris Accords, us as Americans doing our part, isn't going to change a goddamn thing with China and India and all these other fucking countries polluting the agree. shit out of everything. I agree. but And it would only hamstring us and make our country weaker. I, I don't disagree with any of that. I just thought, as I'm listening to this, you know, I'm having this, you know, sort of visceral response to, no, no, no. I like this guy. I respect this guy. He's making an argument that really pisses me off, yeah. you know, because I think it's stupid. And he's saying he thinks it's my, uh, uh, you know, your viewpoint is stupid. Yeah. By yeah. proxy yeah. through her is stupid. Um, and I thought, but he's really just saying what I say to people all the time. I, I do it with things like, uh, the tax system when people right. are like, Oh, it's fucked up and it's not fair. I, I'm like, you don't know shit about it. I was, I, here's the thing. I, I got his point. I did. Yeah. And I could go along with this point, but the way he did it is what kind of got to me. And also, you you don't necessarily have to have every fact at the top of your head at the moment's notice when you talk about certain things, especially in that kind of a situation where you're talking about a wide-ranging subject. I agree, but he did get her to admit she basically put no work into it. Yeah, she said well, what happened is was she looked into it, and she went down a rabbit hole of looking stuff up, and it was enough to make her go, ah, I'm skeptical of this, and... I'm going to go on this is bullshit side of it. And maybe she didn't spend enough time on it to, to get like, but here's the thing. If she decided to do it, she'd probably be able to have all that shit at her. Well, and he even says, he goes, come on, you're tip. a smart person. In the, but that's I, not her focus. I do, I do think his, his other point was you're a person yeah. who has influence and people listen to And if you're going to have you. an opinion, have the facts for that opinion. And I think he's exactly right. I, but I'm, I agree on how. He he went about it, and so it's interesting for me when I can hear someone. Well, you like both of them. That's the thing. Well, it's not even liking both of them. It, for me, you know, if somebody's going to make a point. It's all about your argument, you know, because I'm really willing to be wrong. Um, but you got to make a good argument. You can't say just because. And you know, the visceral, call it emotional side of me is going. No, no, no. Now I'm not liking him because he's making an argument I don't agree with. I've spent more time looking into it than Candace Owens, but nowhere near as much as a lot of people. Um, again, yeah, you're right. She's done a bunch of other stuff. But I'm also like the rational part of my brain is going, yeah, but he's making a really good point. And it's not enough to sway me, but it was enough to make me say to her, he's got you and you right. got to have more game. When it right, comes to exactly. That. That, the point he was making wasn't going to make me think, oh, you're right about global warming or, or the – or the global warming um, people or that side of things. Oh, you maybe. No, his point was that it's an argument that she should be pre prepared to have if she's going to take a stand on it. And she should have more facts at her fingertips or she should have, which I, I get it. I understand. And she actually did not 
handle it very well towards the end. She 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 didn't come off as a victim or anything, and she she didn't get rattled, but she backtracked to the point where she was kind of like she was kind of hedging and hemming and, and saying, well, I didn't say that and I didn't say this and I'm not saying this and not saying that because she was kind of like backpedaling a little bit and you could see it wasn't going well for her and she knew it wasn't going well for her and she couldn't wait to stop talking about it. Yeah. And she actually I said at one point, he said, well, you know, like you said, you've got influence and, and uh, um, she goes, yeah, but I w- I'm not addressing like college students uh, about this. I'm, I'm talking to you and he's like, yeah, but you're 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 stating as if as if you know for sure what you're telling me. It's the same thing, and I'm like, yeah, he's got you on that. And she yeah. knew, she knew it. She wouldn't submit, man. No, she and actually, I appreciate that. And you know what she's gonna do? She had to tap out on that one. She did. <laughs> you know what she's gonna do? She's gonna go and research it more. I think bet she will. You, I'll bet you she is some, but I don't think she's gonna do it much. Like you said, it's not her focus. It's, yeah, it's not her focus because her focus is getting um, minorities, specifically black people, to kind of get out of the democratic and the um, leftist mindset and get on board with conservatism and the right. Well, I think, and she does a great job pointing out earlier in the interview, she's just saying, don't buy this stuff whole, do your own research and look into it. And her whole thing about that, her social autopsy site and how she got sort of converted to the right. And Joe went after her too. He, he said, he, on that. Yeah, her social autopsy thing, her idea, this was before she kind of got red pilled. Uh, yeah, this unquote. was her. She was. It's basically a, when a, she was still a way, admittedly a fully a left. way to dox bullies online, cyber bullies. So basically, a, a, a way to um, no, no, it wasn't a way. It was a Kickstarter about a site they wanted to do that Zoe Quinn believed they had okay, the technology got it, to got do. Got it. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting backstory. It was like someone saying, "If we just invent a time machine," and the other person went, "Shit, they have a time machine." <laughs> We gotta, we gotta stop that. And so yeah, so she was attacked by um, Zoe by Quinn a from feminists, Game yeah, and and they just tore into her and and uh, and she realized what shitty people they were. Yeah, I, don't well, listen. It's to It's an us interesting to, story if yeah, you ever get to look into. Don't it listen to us trying to tell you what Candace Owens' story is. Go Google yeah, search Candace up, Owens and look it up. Stuff. She she will explain it far better than we did. But it is it is kind of weird. But but uh, Joe even said, okay, so you basically have this. One incident, you don't have any proof, but that flipped you. And I thought she did a good point of defending that point, saying it wasn't one incident. It wasn't small. I've got, I recorded the interviews here. And so it was weird for, and I realized that's her wheelhouse and that's what she's talking about. But for her to get totally off balance on the global warming thing and not, Sort of again for me, it's about the argument. She she made a point. She made points before she kind of went off the rails that I would make, saying, "Yeah, I'm sitting here talking to you. I don't have the facts right at the t- tip of my tongue. Um, I did look into it. I came to a conclusion after a lot of research. Or you know, she says she said a night, but I, I'm assuming it might have been a little bit more than that. Um, and and she probably found some people she trusted that had opinions on it that spoke about it. And then she looked into certain things and go, you know what? Uh, you know, this is what, I, and that's, so I was on her side when she said that as like, yeah, I don't have the facts on me. I, 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 if I, if I need to get the facts, I'll, I'll have to go look them up. Well, the thing is while they were doing that, their producer or whatever was bringing up Google stuff, like Googling, oh, here's 97% of science. She goes, well, that, what's that website? It's .com. What is it? I don't, I don't know if I trust that or not. Where'd that, it was, well, here's one that's .org. What'd she say? He said, uh, it's .com. That means that site makes money. So be yeah. careful. Which is, I mean, sure. I mean, she's, she's skeptical. Which is good. I think it's good. Look, question everything. Yeah. And know? then he went to a, or, a .org site. Well, 
that's still that's not totally independent either. You know, they're looking for grant money and all that kind of stuff. Scientists. So I, I here here's how you can tell if you're a critical thinker or not. This is the only test you need. Find stuff that you think you agree with. Okay, whether it's I don't know Rachel Maddow or Glenn Beck or Sean Hannity or Lawrence O'Donnell, whoever it is. Find stuff that they say that you say, yeah, I agree with that. And then ask yourself, do I think it could be bullshit and I'm going to keep looking or no, I'm good with that. And I'm going to start putting this in my load of talking points. If you're in the pre, if you're in the former category, yes, you're a critical thinker. If you're in the latter where you just accept what you're fed, you are not a critical thinker. It doesn't mean you're stupid. No, It means you're intellectually lazy. And there are certain subjects and certain topics where you just know you're just not going to be able to get the intricacies of it and the ins and outs of it. So you find somebody you trust to talk about it that you, that you know has looked into it. And, <coughs> and if they go a certain way and you go, okay, I believe him or I believe her. And that's, I can't state it, but go talk to that person or go listen to them. This is why I believe what I believe because that person believes it. That's a good way to do it too. Yeah. And you know, I'll admit, I don't usually have my sources of stuff like, Right a hand, and I probably should, but God, how much we talk about how many things Thomas Sowell gets brought up a lot. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, he does, and Milton Friedman yeah. and all that. But, but if you if you really pressed me and said that's bullshit, I don't believe it, give me 24 hours, I'll come up with it. Yeah, you know, I won't, yeah. and that's not because I'll go Google search and try and find it. When I say I read this article, yeah, I read it, I yeah. can find that, I'll article. find it, yeah, so um. You want you had some news of the weird stuff you wanted to get into. Yeah, I do. But before that, if we have time here, I have this little thing I got a couple of Christmases ago. It's called uh, Dinner Party Table Topics. Questions to start great conversations. Oh, God. I thought this would be super gay to do. <laughs> oh, that noise you heard? That was me setting it down on the table. It's like this big lucite brick full of cards. <laughs> so let's take the first. Let's take the top one. All right. Okay. Oh. Rooster, do you have a lucky number? Yes. What is it? Uh, three, fifteen, and twenty-one. That's not. So, is it three separate lucky numbers? Yes. Okay. All of them have worked for me. How about you? I can't tell you because they're all my passcodes for all my <laughs> logins. <laughs> to your tentacle porn sites? Yeah, exactly. I can't. I'm not going to tell you that. Oh man, did I tell you my tentacle porn story? No. So I'm playing cards. Oh, I got to quit playing with us. Cards Against Humanity with some uh, with some friends of mine. Okay. And one of the things that comes up is tentacle porn. And somebody goes, is that even real? And I went, yeah. Kirk Eichenwald could tell you. <laughs> I'm like, I know a guy. <laughs> and Crow, Crow could go into a uh, a whole uh, spiel about it, right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, my buddy can tell you all about this. And then I said, I said, just whatever you do, don't Google Futanari. <laughs> Did you actually say that? I did. I said it, and they're like, Futanari, how do you spell that? I said, I no, you don't do it. And they're like, now I want to know. And I just looked at him and said, you will regret it for the rest of your yeah, life. Don't no, thanks. do it. Okay. All right. So oh. we know we know your passcodes. What's the, what's the next one? Oh, you want to do Okay. Yeah. yeah. Give me a couple of these. Are kind of these are... All right. You know what? For our next episode, I think we should just go through this thing. It's actually pretty good. Who is the most inspirational person alive today? I got one. I got an answer. Who? Jordan Peterson. I say Thomas Sowell. Oh, yeah. he's a, That's right. He's alive today. Yeah, he's very inspirational. You're right. No, you know what? That's actually you know, good. Uh, that's a good answer. I don't know. I might have to walk that back. I don't know if inspirational is the right word for Thomas Sowell. Really? I, I think 
I think it is. Uh, he's a he's a he's a Thomas black economist. Is, but Thomas Sowell is not a I have. I have you inspirational as someone who makes me want to get up out of my chair and go, fuck yeah. Wasn't well, he a guy that kind of came from kind of um, yeah. lo- lower class? 1930s bad, you know, Harlem yeah, sort bad of. Bad area, bad yeah. situation. And his, well, no, no, no. No, he will say. His parenting was it, good, it wasn't, wasn't it? His parenting was good. Yeah. I don't think he would say he came from a bad era. I think he would say he came from a poor area. I don't know. You know, actually, you know who I think is super inspirational? Elliot Hulse. I like him a lot. Who? Elliot Hulse. I have no idea who that is. He has a couple different YouTube channels, and it's uh, it started off as like a fitness thing. I found him when I uh, was Google searching. Uh, I heard this thing about doing 300 push-ups a day, right? Which is actually really cool to do. But So every day you just try and get 300 push-ups in, which sounds like really easy. The push-ups themselves aren't hard. It's getting getting them worked in over a day. Um, but uh, he was one of the things that came up, and he's got a – He's got a bunch of different videos just on it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff like he has a strength camp one where it talks about lifting and all that. But he does a lot of stuff about how to be more confident, how to be a badass, how to all talk right. to women. It sounds like to, have you heard of Jocko Willink? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah Jocko's like good that. too. Yeah, that, he's pretty inspirational. He, I just he I wrote a book. He wrote a book for kids that was um I gave to my uh, brother to give to his son for Christmas, and he loved it, and they've read it a few times. So, um, yeah, pretty inspirational guy. Yeah. This is pretty good. I think this is better than what I had for my little weird news websites. <laughs> All right, give me one more. One more. Ooh. That's weird. I don't know if I like that one. Where were you on September 11th, 2001? Uh, in my living room with the Orkin, or no, the Plunkett's Pest Control guy who was coming to treat... Uh, the outside of our house on a routine thing, my girlfriend, then wife, or now wife, called me from work and said, you got to get up, you got to wake up, you know, and the the uh, trade tower just got bombed, somebody flew a plane into it, and I'm thinking, waking up in a haze going, yeah, somebody set off a bomb in a van there years ago, what, I mean, like twice to try to bomb this thing, she's like, no, I turn in the news, and there was... There was the smoke coming out of it, and they're talking about a plane that hit it. And I'm like, damn, that's kind of a big plane from the looks of it. And he and I were standing there talking about it, and that was right when the second one flew in. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is not. And it was that second you knew the world was going to be real different from yeah. now on. How about you? How was it work? Um, that doesn't surprise me because you are a hardworking, salt-of-the-earth <laughs> kind of guy. And we did have uh, a TV um, set up for, uh, I don't even, you know what we did not, we, no, we had like a monitor that was for like video systems and we had to like switch it over to an actual television station. So I don't recall actually how I was alerted to it. I just remember watching the news at work on a small, like a small CRTV kind of thing. Okay. All right. None of you are here for our conversation before we started tonight, just sitting around shooting the shit. So, um, you won't get the impact of this one, but how does where you are now compare with where you thought you'd be five years oh, ago? God, well, this what? How how are, how far are we into this? This is too late in the podcast <laughs> to get into that. <laughs> how does where you are? How does where you are now compare with where you thought you'd be five years ago? Yeah, that's. I don't want to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 too much. Um, I'm here now. That's my answer. You thought you wouldn't be. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. 
No, for me, it's <laughs> all right. It's yeah, pretty we'll much have right to, on. We'll have to end the show with a couple of these next, next time too. I think we should just do a show with yeah. those. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, you know what? Something will come up between now and then. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks. That was uh, that was fun. I think we should do it again sometime. Yeah. If you want to contact us, it's uh, rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And uh, it really would be helpful. I'm shilling here. If you look us up, rate us, tell us you hate us, whatever. I don't care. Just show us somebody's listening. Yeah. Yeah. Any attention is good attention. Besides Crow's mom. You. (laughs) Your mom. No, my mom doesn't listen. Okay. All right. It's probably good because she, uh, that I'm hanging out with my racist friend. (laughs) All right. See you. Bye. See ya.